BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to the Flowered Path. Persecuted for her faith, tormented, tortured, and abused, St. Agatha, a virgin martyr, not only defended her beliefs with her body and soul, but with clever and righteous words. Agatha was born in the year 231. She was born to a wealthy, noble Christian family in Cantania, Sicily. By the age of 15, she had decided to consecrate her life to God. Early images of Agatha show her clothed as a deacon of the church, in a white tunic with a red veil. As a deacon, she would have been responsible for teaching children about the faith and preparing them for baptism or communion. In the year 250, Roman Emperor Decius instituted what became known as the Decian Persecution. This was an edict ordering every person in the empire to perform a sacrifice to the Roman gods. Sacrifices had to be performed in front of an imperial magistrate. Citizens would then be given a signed certificate stating that they had completed the sacrifice. 
This will be signed by the magistrate and witnesses. Part of the certificate read, I have sacrificed to the gods all my life and now again, in accordance with the decree and in your presence, I have made sacrifice and poured a libation and partaken of the sacred victims. I request you to certify this below. Obviously, this would place the early Christians at odds with the empire. The Decian persecution and this edict declaring that all must make a sacrifice led to the torture and death of many Christians, including Pope Fabian. There is a Maltese tradition that states that Agatha came to Malta for a short time to escape the Decian persecution. According to this, she spent her days in Malta teaching children about Christianity in a rocky crypt. She returned to Sicily after a short time in Malta. The magistrate of Cantania was a man named Quintianus. Possibly, knowing that Agatha was from a wealthy Christian family, he had Agatha brought before him, possibly to gain control or possession of their property and wealth. But it is said that when Quintianus saw Agatha, he was struck by her beauty and decided that he would have her body and her wealth. Agatha refused his advances. Quintianus had her sent to a brothel. This was run by a woman named Aphrodisia, who had nine daughters, they attempted to make Agatha bend to the magistrate's will, sometimes using grievous threats of torture and sometimes with promises of wonderful gifts. But Agatha refused to become a prostitute nor yield to Quintiana's demands, saying, My courage and my thought be so firmly founded upon the stone of Jesus Christ that no pain may change it. Your words be but wind, your promises be but rain, and your menaces be as rivers that pass. No matter how much all these things hurtle at the foundation of my courage, it shall not move. Seeing that Agatha would not be turned from her faith, Aphrodisia had her sent back to Quintianus. The threat of death and torture hung over the heads of every Christian, due to Decius' edict, that all must sacrifice to the Roman gods. Quintianus thought to use this to break Agatha's will. When he demanded that Agatha make offerings to the pagan gods, she refused, replying that they were not gods, but devils in the form of guilt idols. In response to this, first Quintianus placed Agatha in a dark prison. After a time, he had her brought before him and asked, How is your health? Agatha answered, Christ is my health. Quintianus then replied, Deny Christ, your God, by which you may escape your torments. Agatha answered, No, deny your idols of stone and wood, and adore your Maker, who made heaven and earth. If you do not, you shall be tormented in the perpetual fire of hell. Quintianus next had Agatha drawn and stretched upon a rack. Here she was whipped and burnt with blazing torches. Then she had her sides torn with iron hooks. After this torture, Quintiana said, Refuse your vain opinions, and you shall be eased of your pain. Agatha again did not yield.
Quintianus next had Agatha taken away to suffer a crueler torture. Her breasts were crushed and then cut from her body. At this St. Agatha admonished the magistrate, saying, Cruel man, have you forgotten your mother and the breast that nourished you, that you dare to mutilate me this way? Quintianus again had Agatha sent back to prison. He ordered that no one should give her food or drink, and that no healers should be sent to her. One day, however, an elderly man appeared with a child who was carrying a light and various ointments. The old man claimed he was a surgeon and said to Agatha, The tyrant has tormented your body. Nevertheless, you have tormented his heart with your answers. The old man then promised to heal the poor tortured maiden. Agatha at first refused his help, saying it was just medicine for the body that he was offering. The old man pleaded with her, saying that he was also a Christian and a doctor. He asked, Why do you not allow me to heal you? Agatha replied, Because I have Jesus Christ, my Savior, who, with the word, heals all. If he wills it, he may heal me. The old man then smiled and said, He sent me here to heal you. I am his apostle, and I know truly that you have been made whole in his name. Then he vanished. Agatha fell to her knees in prayer, thanking Jesus Christ, for she now knew that he had sent St. Peter to heal her. When she arose from her prayer, all of her wounds were healed. That night, the dark prison was illuminated by a supernatural light. The guards were frightened and fled, leaving the prison doors open. After four days, Quintianus had Agatha brought before him again. Again she was asked to make sacrifices to the idols, and again she refused. Quintianus demanded to know who had healed her. Agatha replied, Jesus Christ. Angered, Quintianus said, let's see if he can help you and heal you yet. He had Agatha rolled across burning coals. During this torture, her red veil stayed in place covering the virgin. As Agatha was being burned, a terrible earthquake struck Catania. At the place they were torturing Agatha, a wall collapsed killing one of Quintianus' counselors and one of his friends. The people of the city came running, saying the earthquake was a punishment for what Quintianus did to Agatha. Quintianus ordered Agatha to be thrown back in prison and then fled the city. In prison, Agatha prayed that God would take her soul. She died a few hours later. It was February 5th of the year 251. The Christians of Catania came to take Agatha's body and give her a proper burial. While they were embalming the corpse, a young man clad in fine silk arrived, followed by 100 others dressed similarly. These people had never been seen in the city before. No one recognized them. In the tomb, at Agatha's head, the young man placed a marble tablet which read, The Holy Saint Agatha who had always holy and pure thoughts, and gave honor to God with free will in all her works, and purchased by her prayers peace and deliverance to all the country. After the tomb was closed, 
the young man and all those who accompanied him left and were never seen again. It was presumed that this young man was St. Agatha's guardian angel. A year after St. Agatha was martyred, around the anniversary of her death, a great fire broke out in the mountains around Catania. The blaze came raging into the city, burning structures, blackening the earth, and scorching the stones. Some people went to St. Agatha's tomb and procured her veil. They found the fire stopped at St. Agatha's veil. From that time onward, the people of Catania credit St. Agatha's veil for protecting them from eruptions of Mount Etna, fires, the plague, and the wrath of Emperor Frederick II. In 1551, a pious nun from the Benedictine Monastery at Medina had a vision in which she was told the Turks were about to siege the city. However, if the marble statue of St. Agatha was placed on the city walls and Mass was celebrated, the city would not be taken by the enemy. After this was done, the Turks attempted to siege the city but could not hold it. After suffering heavy losses, they retreated to their ships and left Malta altogether. St. Agatha is the patron saint of breast cancer, rape victims, nurses, bell founders, torture victims, Sicily, Palermo, Malta. She's the patron saint against natural disasters, against fire, and against earthquakes. Her feast day is February the 5th. In some artwork, St. Agatha is portrayed carrying her severed breasts on a dish. It is thought that these were mistaken for loaves of bread in medieval times which led to the practice of blessing bread on her feast day, loaves of which are brought to the altar on a dish. I'd like to thank the following people who signed up at Patreon to help us out in no particular order. James Burke, William Walker, Amy Beckwith, Tina Spring, Andrew Leslie, Andrew Maines, Matt McCartney, Matthias Hansen, Eric Todd, Maynard Wall, Octavian and Strange Dominions, Cindy Johansson, and Tim Fanning. Thank you very much. If you'd like to be a patron like these folks and help me make The Flowered Path and continue to bring you more content, remember you can be a patron at Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Flowered Path. Thank you for listening to The Flowered Path. Our email address is theflowerpath at gmail.com and our website is theflowerpath.com. The Flowered Path is a production of Dark Holler Arts. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.